When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Diets and workouts, you've done the work, so why can't you get to your goal weight? That's because up to 70% of your weight is predetermined by your genetics. So while you've been told that it's all about your willpower, you're actually fighting your biology. Don't do it alone. Found's doctor-designed program uses medication as part of a treatment plan that targets your body's unique biological needs so that your body works with you and not against you. Take the quiz at joinfound.com to see if Found's weight loss program is right for you. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. Confess to the faith together. I'm excited about this word. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we give you the glory and the honor tonight. Come on, guys, let's just worship for a second. God, we're open and ready to receive tonight from your word. We're open and ready to receive tonight. God, speak to us. Make us better. We have lived, but now we're learning so we can live better. We have loved, but now we're learning so we can love better. And we say that our next 12 will be our best 12, not for us to get the glory, but for you to get the glory out of our lives. Open your mouth to get the glory out of my life, Lord. Father, we thank you that you do not waste anything. So everything we've been through, you are going to make it work for our good. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Somebody holler, it's working, it's working, it's working. And I just need you to seal this prayer with the praise right there. Come on, Wednesday. Come on, Atlanta. Come on, Chicago, Miami, Indiana. Come on, Dallas, Fort Worth. Come on, Houston. Come on, Austin. Somebody say, speak, Lord. I'm ready to hear and obey let's go to work guys you can grab a seat so our series which by the way i love preaching in series why as your pastor i want you to get results in your life i'm not just doing this just because i have nothing else to do I am doing this because number one, God's call. Number two, obeying God's call. But number three, I want you to see results. I want you to be able to say, my life is better since I connected to that harvest. My life is better since I got up under that man of God. Y'all accept. My life is improved and everything's not perfect. And I may not be where I want to be, but here's what I can say. I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Everything that I say, it's because I want you to see results in your life. And you ought to thank God you got a shepherd that wants you to see results the prosperity can't just be up here it's got to be out there it can't just be in the pulpit it's got to be to every place we've got a digital harvester somebody say when one of us wins all of us win so I love preaching in series and this month's series as you know is love songs we're learning biblical principles from popular love songs and today's is one of my favorites it's the new edition song if it is in love 
I'm gonna give y'all a minute to just. Now, I think I wanna do a little dance competition in the middle of a message. All right, come on, you number one, come on, number one. You number two, you number two, come on, number two, come on, number two. Where's the three? I need a three, where's the three? Where's the three? I need a three, just the three? This the three. Somebody say, have fun in church. All right, all right, come on, one, two, three. What you got, one, what you got, what you got, what you got? Come on, one. All right, one. Y'all make some noise for one. Come on, one. You ain't never seen no dance competition in the middle of a message. All right, we about to go to two. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for two? One, two, three, let's go. Come on. Oh, he moved the mic. Come on, move the mic. <laughs> you saw the video. Come on. Y'all ready for three? One, two, let's go. Three. Look at the footwork. Look at the footwork. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. Come on, y'all give them a great big hand. So if it isn't love, which has the longest introduction of any song in American history, that introduction goes on for 432 minutes before they ever sing enough. I'm just joking. Somebody say, if it isn't love. Now, this song is popular because it introduced the message is about to come out the gate. You ready? Y'all ready? Somebody say, it's about to preach. It introduced Johnny Gill as a new member of New Edition, replacing Bobby Brown. It was, a top, ten, it was top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100, meaning it was the top 10 of the most popular 100 songs in the United States. I need you to check this out. When they replaced one... Let me make the point. Your now and your next are about to outperform your previous. I need you to thank God for the people he ushered out of your life and thank God for the people he ushered in your life because they're about to take you to the top. I wish you'd open your mouth and say, my now and my next will outperform my previous. You ought to put a praise on that right there. Thank you, Bobby. We appreciate you. But when Johnny came on the scene, that, I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, my now and my next will outperform my previous. As they're introducing somebody new, this song takes them to the top, uh, uh, top 10 of the Hot 100 in the nation. And for many of you, I need you not to mourn what has been because what is now and what will come is going to outperform what has been. This is why the Apostle Paul says, listen, I don't know how to do everything, but he said, just one thing I know how to do. He says, forgetting those things that are behind me, I press forward toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. In other words, he says, listen, I'm not mad about what happened. I'm not upset about what happened. You know what? Maybe we just had a misunderstanding. I don't know what it is, but what I do know is that my now and my next are going to outperform all of my previous. And your next 12 will be your best 12. You're going to have your best friendships, your best relationships. Watch me. You're about to love you the best you ever have. Because it don't make a difference if you can love everybody else but you hate yourself. You're about to finally look in the mirror and say, I love me some you. Flaws and... So, so watch this. Watch this. I want to go... I want to preach this a little different than I preach the other messages. 
I want to actually take the lyrics and preach it from the lyrics. So here it is. Here's the first verse. He says, I don't love her. I tried to tell myself. But you can see it in my eyes. So don't deny I can't fool no one else. The truth is in the tears I cry. No, no, no. Watch this. And then y'all know it goes to the chorus. If it isn't love. Check this out. You ready for this? You can have feelings without love. But you can't love without feeling. Many times when, when people are talking about love, they will say, I feel this, I feel that, I feel that. But it doesn't made, mean that they've made a decision. Because what have we learned? Love is a decision that produces actions, but it's not a feeling. See, watch me. You can feel something today, but that's only because you felt lonely. Let's talk. And when you feel lonely, sometimes anything looks good. Let's talk. Sometimes anything looks attractive. So watch me. So it's so important that you understand this, that you can have feelings and not love. But you can't love without feeling. See, if your love is real, there's going to be some feeling to back it up. What does that mean? There's going to be some passion to back it up. You, you're just not going to let certain things slide. Why? Because I love you, which means I want to make sure there's nothing in between us as we go forward. How do you know you got somebody good in your life? Is that they make sure there's nothing that ever goes unsaid. There's nothing that ever goes undealt with. They don't let loose, they don't let stuff stay in between you. Why? Because I don't want anything messing with my passion for you. I don't want anything messing with my feeling for you. So I gotta make sure, even if you don't want to talk about it, we gotta talk about it because this love is real. 1 Corinthians 13 and 1, it says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. He didn't say, watch me, cymbals are normally associated with praise. But, but the apostle Paul says here, is he says, you just make it a lot of noise. Play the drums and play real bad. Play bad. Let's play bad. Now that's too good. That's, that's still too good. Okay, all right. Watch me. God says, God says, I don't care how good you look. I don't care how nice you dress it. That's how you sound. And we got a whole lot of people that look great, but their love sucks. Come on. They look amazing, but their love cannot be backed up. And that will not be your story. He says, if you speak in the tongue of men and of angels, but have not love. He says, you look amazing, but you sound a mess. And this is what we learned on Sunday at the 1115, because 9:15 we didn't get here. <laughs> love is shown, but isn't for show. Most of us are so, let me tell you, you are so concerned with what people think about your relationship instead of what it really is. You're so concerned with making people think y'all are in love that you don't actually do the work to be in love. You're so concerned with people thinking you got it together. And I'm here to tell you, social media is not the real world. The real world is live off camera. Let's talk. Do you not even know that reality TV is staged? They literally have producers for the segments to produce what you see. So even though you're talking about, ooh, that really happened because they made it happen. And I need you to realize your life is not a reality TV show. You got to live this thing, and in your next 12, you're going to live it better than you ever have before. So look, so look at this. Look, then, then as the song is transitioning, he says this. I told her I'd never fall in love, but now I know better. Stop. First of all, why do you think that love is weak? 
Matter of fact, let me jump to this point. Love isn't weakness. It requires your greatest strength. Can I be honest? It's weak to hate. That doesn't take much. Can we be honest? But to choose to love somebody, that requires me to dig deep. And when I want to snap, crackle, and pop, I decide to say good morning. Shalom to you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Why would he say, I told her I'd never love her, but now I know better. Check this out. We have a lot of people that think that it is weak to love. And this isn't just men, because you got a whole new version of woman walking walking the earth these days. Where, where the thought is, is that if I sow weakness, people will take advantage of it. So I don't want to show love because people will take love as weakness. And if they think that I'm weak, they'll try to take advantage of me. And what did we learn on Sunday? Nobody can take advantage of you. Nobody can use you. Why? Because it's the Lord that repays you. So let's look at the Bible, verse 2 of 1 Corinthians 13. And if I have prophetic powers, many times Christians, especially if you've been saved, you like all this deep stuff in verse 1. Oh, I took on the men, tongues of men and angels. And you look amazing, but play bad. But that's what heaven heard. Heaven said, we're not impressed. Only those people who don't know that's fake are. We're not impressed by that because you just spoke in tongues and then, watch me, and then wouldn't even say sorry that you stepped on somebody's toe. You just spoke in tongues and won't even take accountability that you didn't get your part of the deal done. You just spoke in tongues and think something. Right? Right? And then the second thing, he says, if I got all these prophetic powers, oh, I see you in your future. Mm. You have a car, don't you? You drive it, don't you? Is this making any sense? <laughs> I need y'all not to be gullible. Y'all sit up on the bishop form and don't be gullible. Don't do that. Don't let people get you with stuff. Oh, my God, he's right. I have a car. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, and I do drive it. Oh, my God. I, you sit under, no, you sit under the real thing. You, don't, you should not be impressed by the fake. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and knowledge, he's like, if I got all of this knowledge, look at all these books, all this knowledge. He said, you got all of this knowledge. You have all these degrees. You have all of this. He, he says, and, and even if you have faith so that you can move mountains, but you don't have love. Look at what he says. It's nothing. There's an old saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Cemeteries are full of smart people that love nobody. So they died full of potential that could never be released because they, watch me, because nobody could ever hear what they had to say because of how they delivered what they had to say. Y'all ain't going to say that to me tonight. Right, so look, so look, so look. Verse 3, if I give away all I have and deliver up my body to be born, but I have not love, I gain nothing. He's saying, so it's good that you're a giver. It's good that you're a sower. It's good that you sacrifice. He says, but if you don't have love, let's go here. Luke 638. Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men pour into your bosom. Which means God says, even the way I'm going to give it back to you requires people. I'm going to give it back, but I'm going to use people to give it back to you. Which means, watch me, sometimes you have to literally say this to yourself. God, I will not let these people make me hate people. 
I'm telling you what I know. Sometimes you gotta walk, you gotta look at yourself in the mirror and say, I will not let these people make me hate people. I will not let this temporary circumstance make me hate people. I will not let what I'm dealing with carry me into something that I am not. I was built to pour, and when I pour, I love. I was built to pour, and when I pour, I love. So, so, so look, look at this, look at this. He says, um, he says, if I give away everything I have, all right, but I deliver my body to be burned, but I don't have love, I gain nothing. So let's look at the equation. You can give and sacrifice, but that doesn't equal love. See how the equals has a little slash there? But you can't love and not give and sacrifice. So if a person says, if a person says they love something and they don't sacrifice for it, you just found out that's the lie detector term, the test determined that was a lie. If you won't sacrifice, you don't love. What is sacrifice? Giving up what I want now for what I want most. That's sacrifice. Giving up what I want now for what I want most. That's sacrifice. If you won't sacrifice, you do not love. Parents, this is how you knew that you loved your children. Why? Because you sacrificed stuff for them. And here's the truth. They'll never know what you sacrificed. Which is why sometimes you look at your kids and say, I would never treat my mother the way. I would never treat my father the way. Why? Because you know the sacrifices that you've made. In dating, there, uh, there were people that you wanted to express in serious dating. There were people were serious dating. Pe serious dating. There were things that you did to express your love, to sacrifice, that they would never know. And, and you, you look at the response to it, and sometimes it can make you say, oh. that's all you got to say? Do you know what I had to do? But I need you to make this declaration and say, but every sacrifice will be repaid by the Lord. Uh-uh, you don't sound like you mean it. Say, but every sacrifice will be repaid by the Lord. All right, let's go to this next part of the lyrics. How does it feel? Some of y'all know it. Why y'all ain't singing it? I can't describe this feeling that came to me when I saw her last night. Now, now, first of all, everybody look at me. Here's why it's dangerous to live by feelings. It's because they're unpredictable. They're enigmatic. They're mysterious. Listen to what he says. How does it feel? I can't describe this feeling. He asks a question, then answer the question. He says, well, how does it feel? But I can't describe the feeling. <laughs> if, if I listen, if you can't quantify it, it's not real. Don't ever let somebody sell you a pipe dream, sell you a bridge over there to Russia. Talking about, it's, just, it's just so deep what I feel. Well, I'm going to need you to make it add up to something. Show me something. Because it is not enough for you simply to say it. You're going to have to do something to show it. So he says, I, I, how, how does it feel? I can't describe this feeling. It came to me when I saw her last night. She got to me. I'll let you know the reason. I saw her with another guy. Now let's just deal with this for a second. Because if your love, if I listen, many of us, y'all ready for this line? You only value them when you lose access to them. Let's go here. Don't let their value increase because you no longer have access. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. 
All of a sudden now you want to do right because they cut you. Y'all don't want to say nothing to me. The value only increases when you lose access. The only reason you saying something new addition, the only reason you mad is because you saw her with another guy. Which means you don't love her, you just don't want nobody to love her. Mm. I pray you don't get played by people who don't love you, they just don't want nobody else to love you. I pray you don't get played by people who don't want to do right by you, they just don't want to see anybody else do right by you. Because for some people, their infatuation is not with you the person, it is with you the idea. You the idea is amazing. They just can't rock with you the person. How do you know? Because they'll say stuff, you just want too much, you just expect too much. Just, no, you just don't want enough. You just don't expect enough. And I'm not bringing my expectation down here. Come down for what? The only reason he was interested and this is not just romantic. This is in every type of relationship. It's because he saw her with another. This whole song was written because he saw her with another guy. Let her not have been with another guy. Let her have been out by herself like men condition, pretty brown eyes. I keep seeing you out alone. He wouldn't have said nothing. He would have been like, yeah. Y'all ready for this? Much of the way we love, I know this is going to stretch us. That's why I saved this one for Wednesday. These next two Wednesdays, today and next Wednesday, it's the most controversial of messages. Okay, y'all ready for this? Most of our love is revenge love. They got out there and found out it wasn't a whole lot of real ones. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. They found out it wasn't fringe like you just every popping up everywhere. They found out it wasn't loyal people like you just popping up everywhere. And the only reason they in your face now is because your value increased because they lost access. And for some of y'all, let me tell you how to make them do right. Cut that access. Because when you cut that access, they'll begin to value that access. That's revenge love. That's what a lot of people give. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, don't love like that. That, that's the only reason. The only reason some people from your past are calling you up now is because they've been lurking on your social media. Seeing, watch me, seeing that you happy by yourself. Oh, oh. Seeing that you, you ain't got nobody in the picture with you. Baby, you out by yourself at the movie. You out taking yourself out to eat. That's the only reason you said something. It's because you thought I couldn't smile without you, but uh, you thought I couldn't live without you, but uh, you thought I was going to make it without you, but God. And this is bigger than romance. This is friendships. This is business partnerships. They look, they don't like, but they look though. So it's revenge love. It's revenge love. And so they'll, they'll text you out of nowhere. They'll inbox you out of nowhere. They'll DM you, you was on my mind. Cause you keep looking at my stuff. And the computer algorithm will put it up in front of you. That's the way the computer works. All right, check this out. Everybody listen to this principle. Now listen to this principle. I'm going to give it to you again. Don't just let their value increase because you no longer have access. There are people in your life 
that you, your love doesn't match the value they bring. And for some of you, this is a warning that your access is about to be shut off. I knew I needed to preach this on a Wednesday because this was going to have some, some, some strong lines in it, right? Because while you are not valuing it, here's what God says. I'm only going to tolerate that for so long. He gave a man one talent. Gave another. Come on, be a good guy. And gave another. He said to the one that had five, he comes back, says, what'd you do with what I gave you? I got 10. I said, good job. You know how to value things. This is why people always criticize you for having more, but you know what to do with it. See, that's why in your next 12, God's about to place things in your hands that other people are going to say, how did you get that? That's because I took my five and I doubled it. I turned it into something. I didn't sit back waiting on God. I didn't sit back waiting on anything. If he put it in my hand, I'm going to work what I have. Put your hands up and say, Lord, put something big in my hands so I can give it back bigger. Two talents. He doubles it. He says, good job. So you know what to do with stuff. I gave you a hand, and all that hand wasn't necessarily good, but you gave it back better. Sometimes you got to look back over the hand you were dealt and look at what you played that hand into and just say, this is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in my eyes. Let me stop right here and check this room and check online. Is there anybody that knows the hand you were dealt wasn't a great one, but you took that hand, and sometimes you complain about it, sometimes you got mad about it, but you turned that thing into something amazing, and when you look over your life, you say, this is the Lord's doing. I just need you to put a praise in the atmosphere if you got that testimony. You weren't dealt, dealt the best. You weren't given the greatest. You weren't given what everybody else got. But you turned it into something amazing. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, and in your next 12, it's about to get a whole lot better. Listen, why do you keep having us repeat stuff? Let's go here again. Life and death and the power of your tongue. You got to say it so you can see it. So for some of you, but I just want to sit and listen. Well, then listen, I need you to just then look on your phone, okay? Because here's the deal. If you're in this building and if you're watching now, I need you to learn how to respond. It is, it, 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 it is not just because I'm trying to fill up the time. To be honest with you, it is not for that at all. It's because I need you to hear it and then immediately put it into action. The Bible says blessed are those that do it, not just hear it. So when I hear my next 12 are going to be my best 12, I got to open my mouth up even if I don't feel like it, even if I'm stressed, even if I'm worried, even if all hell is breaking loose. And if I hear that word, I got to immediately do that word. And my next 12 will be my best 12. Now, life and death are in the power of your tongue. Would you just say it? Say my love life's getting better. Come on. Say my friendships are getting better. Alright, so look, so look, let's go here. Verse 4. Love is clock patient. Why is love patience? Because patience forces motives to reveal themselves. But the people, let me let me let me talk to my single people for a minute. All the single people look at me. Everybody look at me, but especially single people. Let me tell you something. If it's love, 
I'm going to need you to not jump over to love's very freaky cousin, lust. Why? Because if they love you, they will love you enough to not violate the gift. You don't have to say nothing. I'm right. You better say something. I'll come down your road and get prophetic. If they really love you, I just love you so much, I can't keep my hands off of you. You a lie. That's lust if it isn't love. That's lust. If you really love me, you can say, I love you so much, I'm awake. I love you so much, I'm not going to violate you because you're a gift to me. You're something special to me. I'm not going to treat you like you some $2 skis up or y'all ain't going to talk. I'm going to treat you like you are valuable. And you may not like that, but those are facts. Let me move on. Let me move on. Love is patience. Somebody say patient. Patience. patience isn't waiting. It's how you act while you wait. Patience is the level of endurance your character can take while being delayed or provoked before becoming negative. The Apostle Paul says love, it takes a while before it becomes negative, which is how all of us know our love needs to stretch. Because for most of us, the people we get negative about the most are the people we say we love the most. You'll get the same message from a stranger and say, oh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You'll get the same message from somebody you say you love. You say, here she go. Here he go. Come on. Love is patient. Then he says, and it's kind. Say love is kind. Kind in Greek, the language of our New Testament, it means it's love serves. You cannot love and not serve what you say you love or who you say you love. Like, like watch me. Like, watch me. Like, like, man, if she won't serve you, wow. Play me some Catholic music because it got Catholic right there. No, that's not Catholic. That's Sister Mary Clarence. Give me real Catholic. Give me real Catholic. Hello, everyone. Oh, no, you got to see my feet, though. That's what I do. Hello, everyone. I want to thank you for coming out to today's homily. <laughs> we love everybody. All right, listen. Somebody said we love everybody. Okay, look, 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 look. Ladies, if he won't serve you, It's quiet through here. If any time you ask for anything, it's always too much. Can I tell you something? Here's what I learned. You're always asking too much when you're asking the wrong person. See, can I just say something? I was talking to somebody. I was talking, I, I was, I was talking to somebody, a mentor. This gentleman, he does a lot of business and different things and all that. And I was trying to tell him about people and employees and staff and all that. And he just had all these ideologies. I said, I'm telling you, that's not how it works. I said, I'm telling you, good people are going to do good work, period. I said, all this extra stuff you're doing, it ain't going to do nothing but stress you out and tax you. I, tell, I said, I'm telling you, that is not the way to do that. I said, great people are going to always do great, and not great people, they're going to do what they are. That's Bible. And so he was just, oh, I hear you, Bishop. I hear you. I appreciate that. I said, okay, you're going to call me back and tell me I'm right. Well, last night he called me back and told me I was right. 
He said, Bishop, man, you were right. He said, he said, and all this extra stuff I did, and it never changed the quality of what they produced. I said, because it can't. I said, because you're always asking for too much when you're asking the wrong person to do it. So watch me. So love serves, and part of serving means I'll figure it out. This is quiet in here tonight. It means I'm going to figure it out. So whatever it if you got a friend that says they love you and you say, hey, listen, look, look, boom, boom, boom is the situation. And they have the ability to figure it out, but they choose not to figure it out. That tells me you like me a lot. But you didn't even try to figure it out. You didn't even try. You didn't even give me a website to go check out. Okay, y'all. All right, let's go. All right, love does not envy. That means love wants to see you win. Let me ask you a question. Do the people around you honestly want to see you win? Bishop, how do I know? If you hesitate to tell them good news, that's your answer. If you're like, I better not say that around uh, Darlene now. Then that's how you know you are surrounded by people that are envious. They don't want to see you win. I'm going to be honest with you, and some of these people have your last name. Well, you don't want to tell them nothing good because the moment you say anything good, here they come shooting it down. Here they come trying to knock your plane out of the air. And I'm telling you, in your next 12, baby, you don't have time for nobody trying to shoot your... If you ain't going to help me soar, I need you to get up out the door. I... It says love does not envy, wants to see you win. Can you just look at somebody next to you online? Can you chat it? Just say, I want to see you win. Just look at them. Don't touch them. Just say, I want to I wanna see you do what... Listen, hear me, Harvest. As your pastor, when I hear your testimonies, do you not know that response is real? Like, I get excited when I hear about the amazing things that are happening in the lives of the people connected to Harvest. Why? Because I want to see you win. Because when one of us wins, all of us win. And if it's winning in my section, that means it's about to jump over here. I wish you would open up your mouth and make this declaration. Say, there's winning in this section. Win Come on, digital type it. There's winning on Facebook. There's winning on YouTube. There's winning on Periscope. There's winning in the Harvest Channel. But most people are envious. And can I be honest with you? Can I teach it like I want to? They're low-key envious. Feels good. Feels good. They're low-key envious. Somebody say, they're low-key envious. What, what does that mean? Oh, really? Oh, you got a new contract. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, that's good for your little business. Got your little business. That's real cute what you're doing for your little business. Like, why you got to say little about my business? I need y'all to learn how to start rejecting certain words. When people say, oh, you look, no, 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 I reject that. Don't you say nothing about nothing I got going on this little wife. The Bible says he'll make my name great. That means he'll make the report about me well, which means there's nothing God's doing for me. It might not be massive to you, but that's because you don't know where I've been, but it's huge to me. Somebody say he's doing something big in my life. And I think there's somebody in here to learn how to celebrate little victories. I I didn't make a huge leap, but baby, I stepped over here. I filed the paperwork. I made the call. I sent the email. I can celebrate every little step that I take. And you need people around you that while you jumping, they jumping with you. Come on. <laughs> you need people with you that if you jump over here because you celebrated, they're like, yes. And when you jump over here, they're like, yes. And they rooting you on saying, I'm so excited for you. I'm praying for you. I pray your circle be filled with non-envious people in your next 12 months. 
So, so, so look, let's look, I got to finish. Watch, watch. It doesn't boast. It doesn't talk with excessive pride is what that means. What's excessive pride means? It doesn't speak in absolutes. Watch out for people who speak to you with absolutes. I'll never leave you. They're going to leave you. Just saying right now. All right? I ain't going nowhere. They're gone. Okay, then you say, Bishop, well, Bishop, well, what do you mean by that? Let me give you Bible for that. Peter, Peter, remember his name, snub-nosed, prideful, arrogant. Peter said, Jesus is like, and today is the day the Son of Man is going to be betrayed. No, you're not. Uh-uh. You ain't going nowhere, Jesus. I love you. And I would die for you. Darling, if you wanted me. You, I would die for, I, I forgot to dance. I forgot it. You. Jesus looked at Peter like ninja. Before the night's out, you're going to deny me three times. You know why he said never? Because he thought if he spoke in an absolute, it would make it more believable. I don't need to let my talk do my walking. My walk will do my walking. So proof I ain't going nowhere. Hey, baby. Proof I ain't leaving you. Hey, what's up? What? What? My actions are going to speak louder than my words. But when it's not real, it thinks if I use these grandiose words. Put the verse up. If I use these grandiose words, I ain't never met nobody like you. That's true. I ain't met nobody like you. I ain't met you before. So, so here's how you know real love is that it's not, and y'all ready for this? Especially for those of you who your love language is words of affirmation. The more grandiose they are doesn't make them real. I'll give you the sun, the moon. Listen, he can't even get bus fare. I don't know how he gonna give you the sun and the moon. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. The sun and the moon. Sir, get a ride first. I'm, and I'm not knocking him because he, he'll get it right. But what I'm saying is, you don't have to do all of that. Look at somebody say, you ain't got to do all of that. <laughs> you don't do all that. You don't do that. Real love is not trying to convince you of what it shows you. The action speaks for itself. But, but fake love. It boasts. I just want you to know you're the cream in my coffee. I don't even drink coffee. What you do? <laughs> Y'all see my point? How many of us can be honest that there's been times of our lives, come on, let's have an honest moment, where we said a lot of stuff because we thought it was going to make it more impressive. And listen, fellas, listen, especially fellas, if you come from, you know, a southern place where, you know what I'm saying, where we shake something, do something, move something, you know what I'm saying? Well, minimum manipulation ain't the occupation for the man in your face, but the man know how to get the words out to you. You know, you, your tongue, you'll say stuff and be like, what I say? That's good. This is OG game over here. This is some good game. I, I about convince myself. I'm about to get with me. Take myself out. Okay? But that's how you know it's not real. Because you need filler. When it's real, you don't need filler. 
right? Here we go. Let's go. It's not arrogant. So real love says, hey, listen, we're different than one another, but I'm not trying to put you down because you're not like me. Right? We're, we're, we're different. Not, not one is better than or less than. Real van, watch me. Fake love makes you feel like you're in competition with who you love. And not, not to get better, but, but just for the sake of competing. Like it ain't a good friendly competition. And let me see if you can do the same amount of reps as me because we're trying to both get our bodies together because summertime about to come. No, this ain't that. This is just I want you to feel inferior to me because my insecurity needs your inferiority. And so if you ever start thinking good about you, it's going to mess with my security about where this stands. Okay, let's talk. Verse 5, it's not rude. Th this means in Greek, language of the New Testament, it compliments and it's courteous. And I said this at the 1115. Look, it's amazing, guys, how we will be nice to people that we don't know. But people we do know, we can be mean. You answer the phone, somebody you don't know, hello, how are you? Or Somebody, you know, what? If you call me one, I swear. So I want, I want to challenge everybody. This is something, this is something. I want to challenge everybody. That when you, when, you, when you see people, especially people you love, to compliment them. And, and listen, and this can be difficult because you see it as a continual conversation. Like, well, I saw you yesterday. So you can see it as a difficult thing. But again, these are the places where the enemy gets in and all of a sudden he creates wedges with who you say you love because people will watch you out compliment other people. It's quiet in this church. I, and it's courteous, okay? It's courteous. Which means if you would say excuse me to a stranger, say excuse me to who you say you love. Like, okay, come here. It's just one thing. Listen, let me tell you something. It's rude to walk in front of people. And Denver, I need y'all to hit me. That's rude. You don't just walk in front of folks and not say nothing. And if you meet me in the grocery store, you're going to learn that lesson. Maybe that's too much of my business, but listen, I got the mic. If I'm in the middle of the aisle, and this is the aisle right here, okay, all right, all right, and this is the aisle, okay, and I'm looking at this thing right here. Now, listen, you think I'm supposed to just move? Ooh, y'all better say amen because I feel something I want to say right here. Because some people think that you're supposed to move. Y'all, let me. So I'm, I'm, look, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out what bachelor bars I'm getting this week. I don't know if I want carrot cake, a lemon, a carrot raisin, a blueberry muffin, an apple pie. I don't know. So now you're trying to get through. Ooh. Is it? Okay, let me not, because some of y'all, there's too much judgment in the room. It's no big deal, Bishop. Maybe to you it's not. But it's rude. I don't do that. If I walk in front of, excuse me, if I walk in front of somebody, just, that's just the basic lesson in being courteous. But here's the deal. To a stranger, okay, so now say, be courteous. Oh, excuse, oh sure, absolutely. <laughs> no problem, pal. Oh, did you find what you're looking for? Yeah, you know, I love these. You know, these are amazing because, you know, no sugar. No sugar, bro. You do all of that to a stranger. 
But be with somebody you say you love. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah, I'm going to be you. All of a sudden, okay, you're looking at your long body trying to figure out what you ain't doing. Man, come on, let's go. Come on, now. God, down, let's go. Always looking at stuff. It's the store. It's supposed to look. Now, I know that seems really simple, but put the verse up. The verse says, love, it's not rude. You hollering across the store to get your kids. Tyrell! I told him we're about to go. I'm leaving in two minutes. If he ain't in this car, he's going to be at this store tonight. But let somebody else lose their kid. Oh, gee, well, let me help you find them. What do they look like? Oh, my God. Oh, let me go on the prayer. God, bring them back. Bring them back. Oh, oh, oh. Bring them back. Bring them back. Bring him back. I sense he's in the toys. I sense he's in the, he likes toys. Is this making any sense? I sense he's in the toys. <laughs> Some of y'all will catch those jokes later. These are church jokes. Thank you, gentlemen. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying? Okay, okay, y'all don't like this. Let's move on. It does not insist on its own way. That means love is not self-centered. That means love considers who it says it loves. It's not self-centered, okay? All right, that, that, uh, let's move. It's not irritable. That means it's not abnormally sensitive. You can be very sensitive with people that you say that you love, and your sensitivity, and then now you got a little stank attitude. And you, you see, I <laughs> think I'm finna be nice. I'm finna tear this car ride up. So they turn the music on. They turn the heat on, put it on air. I'm hot. Well, you're sweating. You don't look like you're hot. I'm just trying to help you out, baby girl. I got some witnesses in it. You better sew into that. Come on. I'm finna tear this car right up. That they may know not to sin against me like this again. You're abnormally sensitive. How do you break being abnormally sensitive? If something, if something pokes you or prods you, you say something. But be prepared to get a response that says, what are you talking about? Be prepared to get a response that says, what? Okay, abnormally sensitive. What does that mean? That means that there's inflammation somewhere. That means that there's pain somewhere. That means that there's bleeding somewhere. You're not mad about this. You're mad about something else. Let me go. I got to finish. All right, all right. It's not resentful. And many times we resent the people that we say that we love. How do we know? Because when we think about them, we don't have good thoughts. Do you think... So how do, you, how do you counteract that? Come on, we're going to go up in the spirit in a minute. <laughs> Can I just say my next will going to be my best too? Can I just worship? <laughs> we're going to get there, but i got to teach you first. So this means you ask questions versus assume leading to bitterness. This is how you don't become resentful. Ask a question. Because many times, here's the deal. You, y'all ready for this? Are you sure you're ready for this? Many times you've not been hurt. You just think that you were.
Because what you think happened didn't happen because you assumed and didn't ask questions. So now you're walking around all messed up and mad and all that, but that didn't actually happen. You only think that it did. And you only think that it did because you didn't get clarity. Well, you left me out of the email. Oops, I, I, I apologize when I typed it. Darlene, I thought it was you. You always exclude me. You don't want me to be part of nothing. I just want to be part of your life. And if you don't want me, just let me go. How did we get to this? I just didn't click the D when I was sending the emails. But you don't ask questions. So you assume. And then that assumption leads to bitterness. And so now you're walking around bitter with people you say you love. And you'll make it spiritual. The Lord just shifted me. Okay. Or you're overly sensitive. And full of resent. Resentment. All right. Come on. Let's go to this next verse. Come on. We're going to worship in a second. <laughs> All right. So look. It took my heart to shatter in a thousand pieces. Now the message is about to preach. Before I'd ever drop my pride. Losing love. Worrying about my image. Really helped me realize. For those of you who knew the song, most times you don't even know the words. You just be like, If it is. Listen, then you coming on the chorus. <laughs> you don't know them lyrics? I remember the. <laughs> you just got it turned all the way up in your car driving down the street. Don't know what you say. All right. Hey, but look, let's just look at these words. It took my heart to shatter in a thousand pieces before I would drop my pride. Why? I was worried about my image. You ready for this? Love and pride can't exist in the same space. Because pride will keep you from apologizing. Pride will keep you from explaining. Pride will keep you from owning your part of it. Pride will keep you from doing that. And so love gets butted out. Because pride, when pride shows up, pride is loud. Pride is big. Pride says, look at me. But love says, well, maybe. We need to look at this differently. Okay? All right. Everybody look at this. Verse 6. <clears throat> it does not rejoice at wrongdoing. That means when one you love is hurt. Right? But it rejoices with the truth. Verse 7, love bears all things. That means it can handle pressure. Say, my love can handle pressure. pressure. Alright, question. How much weight can your love take? What's pressure? Pressure of life. The pressure of frustration. The pressure, watch me, of being around them a lot. Because what some people love is you love, watch me, you love occasional. And what the pandemic did is made y'all both sit up, hey, hi. You got a roommate, you just, there they go, eating again. (laughs) If they open this fridge there one more time. Right? Right? You have more time to talk to one another. So people called you not once like they used to. 
They have called you 17 times and sent you 43 TikToks. Talking about, did you see it? <laughs> if you don't let me work. Are we getting the point, guys? Say pressure. Pressure. Love can handle pressure. When it's real. When it's real. So what do you really need? You need, if I listen, you need to have pressure with who you say you love to determine if the love's actually real. Because without pressure, you don't know whether or not it's real. See, this can be a beautiful table, and you can think you can set all kind of stuff on it until you put something on it that it can't handle the pressure of. What's going to happen? It's going to crack. It's going to break. And for many of you, what happens is, everybody listen, everybody listen, if you don't take the time to properly get to know people in your life, you will think that they're more sturdy than they are. So when you set pressure on them, they crack up under that pressure. And you're like, this happened out of nowhere. No, this is who they always were. You just didn't take the time to get to know them up front. But I pray in your next 12. Y'all want to go up? Let's go. I pray in your next 12 that you have people in your life that can handle the pressure. Right? It believes all things. Now, this doesn't literally mean that you just sit there and believe every doggone thing somebody says. Jesus Christ. Here's what it means in Greek. It means that you aren't auto-negative. You, you don't automatically go to negative. Right? And how many of us can be honest that it's easy to go auto-negative with people we say we love? A stranger, you give them all kind of benefit. Well, perhaps they just didn't get my email. You know, I'm going to follow up with a text. Somebody you say you love, so here they go. I'm done. I'm over it. Bishop, 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 I'm over it. I'm done. Do you see him next week? Yeah, you know, they didn't get the email. And so, <laughs> I thought you were done. Because when you love, you're not idle negative. How many of us can be honest that, that that's, that's a challenge? Because it's easy to go idle negative. You want to know why? Because you've started to learn their negative traits. So now that you've started to learn their negative traits, it's easy to go auto-negative. We gravitate to negativity. Let me prove it to you. Say something good happened to you today and post it on social media. <laughs> Say something negative happened. Child. It's got 4,386,000 shares. Say something good. Say something negative. You know, why? you know why we like going negative? It's because it makes us feel better about our negatives. This is a heavy word. I'm going to need security to get out the building. It's a heavy word, right? Because if I can focus on your negatives, it means I don't have to focus on my negative. So that's why we like seeing negativity. Think about it. You don't want to, listen, most of us, listen, let me tell you something. When you go home tonight and you put it on your, 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 your subscription uh, of choice, Hulu, Netflix, whatever you put it on tonight that watches you go to sleep. <laughs> most are not going to put it on something good or encouraging. 
You're going to put it on a story that goes through the gutter because we like the story. <laughs> or you're going to go home and look at cats. And that's weird to look at pictures of cats. I'm just messing with you guys. I'm just messing with you. Have a fun time. I'm just trying to lighten it up. There's a lot of meat tonight. There's a lot of meat. Let's go on and get y'all some broccoli so we can get you to digest this, okay? <laughs> say, Lord, keep me from being auto-negative with the people I say I love. Here's the next thing. Hopes for all things. This means love strives for the best. If I love you, I'm striving for the best. I want to be the best because I want to give my best at all times. I'm striving for the best. So I'm, I'm, not, listen, I'm striving for the best. Here's what we often do. We will give the best to people that we don't love and give the rest to people that we do. You go out of your way to, to do the best for somebody that you don't love. But somebody you say that you do love here you go. Can we be honest that we've done that? Come on, y'all. I know this is a lot. I say, I'm striving for the best. Here's this last part. It looks for solutions. We're about to go up. It looks for solutions. It looks for solutions. It looks for solutions. Which means genuine love says, let's find a way. Let's figure this out. Like, okay, you want Chinese food? I want barbecue. Let's do Korean barbecue. It ain't quite Chinese, but it's over the seas. Listen, I need you to. It's soy sauce going on there somewhere. I'm just trying to get you to. Let's find a solution. Now, <laughs> if I listen, if I listen, love looks for solutions. How can we solve this problem? That's what real love does. It doesn't just sit up in the problem and say, you got a problem, you got trouble. Real love looks for solutions. Let me close this out so we can go up. Because there's a lot of meat. Y'all more quiet. This the most quiet Wednesday. Since when it wasn't nobody in here but me and some, a few singers in production. It, it feels like it's March 2020. I need y'all to come up out of that. Oh, no, the devil is alive. I ain't going back. I promise you ain't going back. All right, so, so look, so here it is, verse 8. Love never ends, which means love may outlast the relationship. You can love people and still not be in relationship with them. And relationship of all types. Now, let me go here, let me go here, because I just heard somebody in the spirit. See, Bishop, I'm trying to get to understand. I still love my ex. Now, that's a whole nother thing. That's not what I said. That's another message for a different day. That ain't what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that sometimes you, certain relationships, certain people's time in their seat in certain places in your life, people come with a purpose and an expiration date. And sometimes the, the expiration date for them sitting in this seat in your life, it's over. It's milk now. It's spoiled. It's sour. Every time you smell it, it stinks. Every time you drink it, it makes you sick. Every time you see it, you can't even deal with it unless you shake it up. Which is why some of you only get along when there's a bunch of drama going on. You don't even know how to have peace. You don't know how to just have a good day with people without shaking it up. Why? Because it's spoiled milk. And you can't take that to the head. You got to shake that up first. What this means is that sometimes love may outlast the place that they were in your life. Maybe you discover, hey, you know what? I, I, I need a best friend, but you don't have best friend qualities. So I love you, but this seat, this has come to an end. 
and I can still love you. I don't have to talk trash about you. I don't have to post a passive aggressive post on social media. I'm praying for some real people, all caps real, real people in my next 12 because I done dealt with some raggedy, ratchet skeezers in my last 12. Fuck off! Why didn't you just say her name? I mean, right? Okay. It doesn't have to be negative. And most of us, when things come to a period, I wanted to slow down and teach us. When things come to a period, we always have to be negative. You want to talk about everything they did. I gave them that extra $5 to help them. They didn't. They weren't going to be able to make it. <laughs> but I put five on it. I hope you remember. So here's what he says. If it is in love, here's the chorus. Why do I feel this way? You ready for this? Here it is. Love and lust can feel the same, but they don't perform the same. Here it is. We're about to go up. Y'all ready? We're going up. Love and lust. What is lust? Lust means strong desire. Lust by itself is not sin. So people say lust is sin. Lust is not sin. Lust by itself is strong desire. What you have lust for can be where sin comes in. What you have strong desire for can be where sin comes in. Lust and love can feel the same. His question is, if it isn't love, why do I feel like this? Because it's lust. You have strong desire for something. The problem is, is that that fire just won't last. They don't perform the same. I just taught you how love performs. Lust is impatient. Y'all are going to catch it in a minute. Y'all ready? You getting it Wednesday? Lust says, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Love says, it's okay. If you love me, we can wait. Where you, where you going? Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Where you going? Because they feel the same, but they perform differently. So all I have to do is look at everything I just taught, look at the opposite of that, and that's lust. And this exists beyond just romantic relationships. You can have friends that, that, that where they're operating lust, not love. They have a strong desire to be your friend. They just don't love you as their friend. Because when they go through something, they shut down. You don't hear from them for weeks. And then all of a sudden you get a call, hey, what you doing? Hey, what I'm doing, where you been? I've been calling, I've been texting. Act Junior didn't know where yet. Jackie didn't know where yet. Your mama didn't know where yet. Right? And here's the deal. And here's the deal. Oh, I just been going through. No, here's what really happened. Lust can't perform the same way as love. Because love would have at least made you say something to me. To tell me I'm dealing with something right now. And so if you don't hear from me, I need you to pray for me. But I'm not going to leave you in the dark. Why? Because that's not love. I just learned that love knows how to communicate. Love can handle pressure. Which means I'm not going to shut down and disappear from you. Love and lust can feel the same. But somebody say they do not perform the same. So, so look at this. Lust only cares about what I want. Love cares about what they need. You want me to say again? Let me back that down. Lust only cares about what I want. 
what I want. Love cares about what they need. Got it? Question, for the people that you say that you love, do you actually know their love languages? Or do y'all just sit up and play phantom love? They should know. See, lust is really loud. It's not as loud as you think. Some of y'all will get ready. Sims, Sims, is that you, Sims? That's Mr. Clark, that's Mr. Clark. Mr. Clark, Mr. Clark. <laughs> what is it, Kanisha? What's going on? <laughs> Look, lust wants everybody to see it. Lust wants everybody to know what I got you for Valentine's Day. Lust wants to post it. Because I don't really care that you liked it. I want other people to like that you liked it. Lust only cares about what I want. Love cares about what they need. So question, have you ever asked them, what do you need from me? Or you just go up in the spirit and the Lord has to reveal it to you. <laughs> this is, that's too much. Tell me what you want. Matter of fact, text me a list. Now, here's what some of y'all say. I just don't want it to feel like that. Because it isn't love. That's why you want it to feel more than it's real. Have you ever asked your friends, what do you need from me? Like, what do you need from me? Matter of fact, okay, we talking. Can you put that in three bullet points? Put that in a... <laughs> it's a I, I, that's just, this ain't business. Yes, it is. It's the business of life. Jesus said, do business until I come, not play games. Have you ever asked your children, what do you need from me? Now, that does not mean. Because they're going to come with a list. And let me have been your child. I got a long list from that JCPenney catalog. I got a whole list. <laughs> oh, I, listen, I got my Christmas list ready in September. So I just want you to know now, listen, you, you can get 1 through 10. Now, 11 through 15, you know, you don't have to do them, but 1 through 10. I cut out pictures and submit it all as a file and say, this is what I'm going to need from you. Have you ever asked your spouse, what do you need from me? And you want to know what's going to be amazing when you ask? Many of them are going to say, I don't know. Because nobody's ever cared enough <laughs> to not lust after me, but to love me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Because love says, what do you need from me? What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? What, what do you need from me? Have you ever said to your close friends, what do you need from me? I'm closing, I'm done. What do you need from me? Look at this. If it isn't love, why does it feel this way? Look at this next part. Why does she stay on my mind 
if it is in love, why does it hurt so bad? Make me feel so sad. Where? Inside. Take this out. Take this out. I'm going to end with something I've said, but I need you to really get this. Love is a contact sport with God, people, and yourself. Because you'll take hits, but hits help you love better. How do you know you're loving right? Is that you've been hurt. Okay, let me talk over here because these people over here in center. How do I know that I've done it right? Is that you've taken some hits. You've loved to a place where people thought they were getting over on you because... You love to a place where people thought they were taking advantage of you. You love to a place where when you look back, you said, I was so dumb, I was so stupid. No, you are a seed sower. And I need you not to let their mishandling of you make you a bitter person, make you a negative person, make you a person that says, I'm not loving, I'm not doing that. You're best when you love. Why? God is love. And when I operate in love, I'm operating like God. I need everybody in this building on your feet, everybody at home on your feet. And I just need you to lift your hands and worship God that your next 12 are going to be your best 12 in love, friendship, and relationship. Come on, Wednesday. Come on, Wednesday. Come on, Wednesday. I was built to love. I was built to love. I was built to love. I was born to love. I was born to love. And love is patient. And love is kind. And love wants to see others win. Somebody say, I was built to love. Come on, open your mouth and say, I was built to love. Just the voices worship. In this building and online, come on. It's a lot of meat in this word. I need you to seal this with worship. Come on. I need you to seal this with worship. God confronted us with some stuff we got to change tonight. There's some stuff we got to do better tonight. There's some things we got to do differently tonight. There's some things we've got to change tonight. But God, but God, in your next 12, you're going to love better than you've ever loved. You'll be loved better than you've ever been loved. Come on. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Now watch, now watch, now watch. You ready for this? Go back to 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 1. Put that up for me right fast. 1 Corinthians 13, 1. Come on, come on, come on. If I speak in the tongue of angels and I have that love, I'm a noisy gong, a clanging symbol. Go to verse 2. Look. I have prophetic powers, understand all mysteries and knowledge, and I have faith to remove mountains, but I have no love, I have nothing. Go to the next verse. If I give all I have, deliver my body to be burned, and I have not love, I gain nothing. Next verse. I want you to see something. Love is patient. Everybody look at me. Are you that way with yourself? Because you cuss you out in a minute when you make... It's kind. Do you serve yourself? It does not envy. Do you really want you to see yourself win or do you like being a struggling because you get more attention? Are you rude to you and talk down to yourself? Are you discourteous to yourself? Come on, we're going to get it Wednesday. 
Are you irritable with you? Which is why you always need a distraction on your phone. Are you resentful? Are you bitter at yourself because of some of your past decisions? I just need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say your first and your last name. Say, I love you because God loves you. I'm patient with you because God is patient with you. You ready for this one? Say, I don't lust after you. I love you. You're talking to yourself. And some of you haven't heard yourself tell yourself that in a while because the enemy's got you thinking you messed up, you jacked up, you tore up. No, you are not. You are a king and a priest. You're the curse breaker. You're the line crosser. You're the boundary breaker. Open your mouth and say, I love me. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure on the count of three, I want you to throw your hand up in this building online. Just wave your hand. Do the hand wave emoji or, or, or say it's me online in the building. Just wave your hand up in the air. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure. One, God's coming to get you tonight. No guilt, no shame, no condemnation. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in the building online. Do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's celebrate the hands that we see and the ones we don't see. Pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dining in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are God, my Lord and Savior. Thank you for teaching me the difference between lust and love, for showing me how love performs, how love behaves. My next 12 will be my best 12 in love, friendships, relationships, starting with you and then with myself. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can you clap your hands one more time and celebrate those that came to the Lord? Take out your phone, text decision to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word decision to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.